I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 176 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, things you love, things you hate, things you want to hear more of on the show, a very, very happy Good Friday to you. And I'll take it a step further. I will say it's going to be a great Friday because the wonderful Matt Thornton at Matt FF Dynasty is back for a final episode on the usual prospects. So his contribution to the usual prospects wraps up today. It has been a delightful time. As always, Matt is a great dude. Check out his work over at the Fantasy Wildcard, one of the premier Dynasty Fantasy football podcasts over here in the UK and Ireland. Um, but yeah, he has been awesome as always. Definitely enjoyed chopping it up with him. The usual prospects, if you don't know by now, where have you been, friends? Uh, we've been talking two episodes, sorry, two episodes, two players per episode episode, shorter episodes, just kind of digging into the weeds of some of these uh, prospects, talking about what we like, what we don't like, where we would draft them, what our concerns are, what we love about them, etc, etc. We're going through wide receivers at the minute. We've already hit a ton of running backs. And as soon as the wide receivers wraps up, little sneak preview of next week, we've got a real treat. Uh, great friend of the show. I'm not going to tell you who it is. You're going to have to tune in, but we're doing a couple rounds of a mock draft, kind of putting some, some practicality to the theory that we've been talking about so we go through two rounds it'll be two episodes so super flex tight end premium rookie mock draft taking turns making picks talking about our picks it's going to be a great time so definitely tune in next week but for this week we're just gonna send it off with a bang here and talk about two more really interesting dudes to think about with your upcoming rookie draft something is wrong with you i got a fever adam himself could not resist the temptation a rookie fever we're going to talk about two guys with pretty cool names. Xavier Hutchinson is up first. I think anytime you have a name with an X in it, that's kind of cool. It gives you a little bit of a vibe bump, a little bit of a vibe boost there in the old rankings. Um, but yeah, he is a prospect we are going to be talking about next. He is out of Iowa State. So again, a kind of a weird school. Like it's more, it's just not been great offenses lately in the last couple of years, even though they've had some really good players. They're not like one of the most high, high scoring, high powered offenses. He's a 22 year old senior, three star recruit, six one two oh four. He was not, he was not a Bolitnikoff award semifinalist. He was a Bolitnikoff award finalist. Mm -hmm. So I just want to throw that out there. Let's just give Mr. Xavier Hutchinson his dues. <laughs> he made it past the semifinal stage. He made it to the finals. He was first team All-American Associated Press 
for pro football focus. He led the Big 12 and broke his own single season school record with 107 receptions. The first Cyclone in school history to record 100 receptions in a season. Um, and he also played basketball in high school as well. I always kind of like to know if these players played multi multiple sports in school, high school or college. I just, I find that really interesting and I like to see those guys. Um, I felt like a lot of the really elite athletes and a lot of the elite players, even, you know, you think of your Patrick Mahomes, your Kyler Murray's were really good football players, also really good baseball players, things like that. I just think it trains different parts of your mind, trains different parts of your body, um, and shows different you know areas of athleticism that I like to see. So Mr. Hutchinson, definitely productive in a team that isn't known for being overly productive. Obviously, last year, he had Mr. Brock Purdy throwing him the ball. Not so much this year as he was in San Francisco. Um, but 12 games played, 107 receptions, 1,171 yards, 10.9 yards per reception. So really short dot, which I'm sure we'll talk about here in a bit. Um, and six receiving touchdowns. So definitely an interesting character. What are your thoughts on Mr. Hutchinson? Where do you come down on the Hutchinson scale yeah this is probably a guy that I'm not super super high on to be honest um it's funny that he's kind of similar in terms of like that Rasheed Rice that we spoke about in his in his size he's 62 203 pretty similar to what Rasheed Rice was but then in terms of what he did at the combine he's, he's nowhere near that kind of level of athlete he doesn't have that kind of explosiveness his vertical 36 inch broad um nine foot eight inch three cone six nine one they're all just kind of like mess scores. There's nothing really that that stands out to me from from that side of his game, from his from his athletic profile that that really impresses me. Um, mentioned that that the RAS score six point eight two, so again, just really like middle of the road in terms of his athletic ability. And then, like you've mentioned, what he's done in in college is his production while he finished the, the year great. Is is actually being a a, five, a fifth year senior because he had two years playing in junior college as well before transferring to Iowa State. So. He's had plenty of opportunities to, to build his, his presence. And I think that's kind of why he had such a strong end to, to his college career because he's basically this, I think he turns 23 just after the NFL draft. So he's this older prospect that's obviously dominating on these these much younger um, cornerbacks and he's kind of just having his way with, with them. So um, I do just have concerns that he is that slightly older prospect. I think he's, he's going to be great as somebody that's like that big, physical receiver that's it's going to be great in the in the red zone it's going to be a real red zone threat he's got that big wingspan he's going to be good at the contested catches as i say around the around the red zone but i do just worry that he's kind of not got that athleticism to to really make him stand out at the next level and for fantasy um i just worry he's not going to find that role that's going to be able to produce fantasy points for us um looking at his, his college target share was was really impressive 34 percent 97 percentile but Again, being from that smaller school, being that he is that older um, prospect, he, he kind of commands those kind of targets. So um, for him, he, he's not really somebody that's leaping out to me in terms of his, his target shares. I'm not going to dive in too much to that um, when evaluating him. But as I say, I think he's going to be great as that physical wide receiver. I just, I do just worry about what his actual role is going to be in the NFL and can he really develop into to a fantasy stud? Because to be honest, I'm I'm not convinced. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i confused why you're talking about Puka Nakua here when we're supposed to be talking about Xavier Hutchinson. But uh, I got to say, like, I agree with a lot of your points. Um, I mean, I like – so I went back and I was trying to look at a little bit of his 21. I do this in general. I sort of go back and look at the year before the player declares because I like to see, like, is there a lot of noticeable progression in them as a player or are they kind of just the same person they were both years? Or some of these players, I feel like, man, they were more exciting in 21 than they were in 22, which is not ideal. But – in 21, sort of my impression,
possessions were. He had some drops in traffic, which we've talked about a little bit. Um, he played out wide in the slot, some nice yak in the short game. So dug more so into his 2022 tape. And I, I've got to say, like, I sort of agree with you in a lot of the points. I, I'm not overly enthusiastic about Mr. Hutchinson. Um, I, I see it as like, honestly, and I didn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to bury Puka Nakua. I'm actually, I am a little bit more excited about Puka Nakua than I am Xavier Hutchinson, but some of the similar points, I mean, they do stand up. A lot of his targets were at the line of scrimmage or very short screens and crossers. And, you know, it felt very manufactured, like, let's get him some touches here. And and you got to wonder, like, is that because the quarterback's not very good? Is it because he's not a great route runner? Is it a combination of both? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, I'm not, mach- I'm not, I'm not, not sure personally after watching him even for several several games i'm not sure how much sure his route tree is like most of his routes most of the stuff where you saw him dominate was like really short you know in the short game and you didn't see a lot of interesting or intriguing kind of routes that he was running things like that he is a willing blocker so he does put in effort he plays hard which is nice um i did see a couple of nice examples of him tracking and adjusting to deeper throws but he didn't get a lot of practice with this so it's hard to say that that's a consistent element of his game that he's good at um you just saw little flashes of that so if you're grading on a curve or you're grading on the flashes then you probably have a little bit higher of a grade or higher of a prospect thought of him um i do think he's a little bit better of a route runner than you see at first glance i think the longer i watched and the more i gave him a chance. I got a little bit more impressed with him as it went on, but I guess overall, the way I kind of summed him up as a player um, for me as a prospect was without great routes or elite separation, which ties into the athleticism that you're talking about. He's forced into a lot of contested catch situations and unfortunately doesn't seem to get his share of the 50, 50 balls. <laughs> so that's the kind of the way I tied him up as like a prospect. That's the way I kind of explained him. It's like, you do see these little flashes and these interesting things. You're like, oh, that was pretty nice or whatever, but it's not consistent enough. And it's not, you know, he doesn't have that thing to hang his hat on. You know, I talk about that a lot where, you know, for me, once you get past the sure things, so there's not that many sure things, but you know, you get past your Bijans and even your Jameer Gibbs and things like that. You're then looking for more traitsy players. You're sort of like, Hey, do you know what? I know this guy's got elite speed or this guy's got elite athleticism or man, this guy's got insanely good hands. Like he'll catch anything within a five mile radius. But I don't feel like he has anything like that. He has good yak, but he's not like the best yak I've ever seen. He's He's got, you know, he's got, uh, he's got some solid ball tracking ability, but it's not like, man, this guy can like, he can catch anything thrown his way. Um, he doesn't have great separation. I don't feel like he's particularly great at his routes, things like that. So for me, um, yeah, at the moment, not knowing landing spot and draft capital, if we're drafting tomorrow in a rookie draft, I, I look, looking at my grades here, I would say it probably comes out to like, a third round draft grade, um, probably somewhere in that third round, depending on who else is on the board, you know, cause there are some really interesting tight ends, things like that. He's somebody that if he drops and he's a value, I'm willing to take a shot on him based on, he did, you know, to his credit, he seemed to get better every year, which is a good thing. I mean, he was in college for like 17 years, so hopefully <laughs> he would get better every year, but you know, some guys don't, some guys don't seem to get better every year. He did seem to get better every year, which is good, but it just wasn't like, it wasn't eye popping like, whoa, this guy's tape is incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like, yeah, okay, that's cool. That's good. <laughs> that's solid, you know. Um, and in a PPR league, if he lands in the right spot and he's getting those carries out of the backfield and he's getting those end rounds, then yeah, he could be valuable. But I don't see him being like this, man, he's going to be a locked and loaded wide receiver two for your squad, you know, things like that. Uh, are you sort of in the same ballpark as me or are you even lower than him or where roughly would you sort of be looking at taking a shot on Mr. Hutchinson? Yeah, I think you, you've nailed it in a one QB league. I'm looking at that third round 
maybe pushing to, to early third, but probably more that that mid third area, like you mentioned, you get into to that kind of part of the, the draft where you are starting to look at maybe some of the, the, the tight ends, like you mentioned, there's some running backs. I tend to target more the running backs when you get to, to the later part of your rookie drafts. They're the kind of shots that I'm looking to take more to, towards the running backs because, as I mentioned, we, we know with the, the running backs, if they get any kind of opportunity, the value rises far more easier than what it does for a wide receiver who gets an opportunity. So, um, yeah, that ju- just through my process and how I approach my rookie drafts, um, I would tend to push these kind of wide receivers a little bit further down. So, yeah, I'd probably say a, a mid-third, maybe pushing to, to an early third, depending, like like I mentioned, for all these guys, depending on draft capital landing spot, that's obviously going to alter things. But as it stands right now, I'd probably say, yeah, that, that mid-third. Love it. Love it. Uh, we've got one last prospect to hit there before before we let Matt get out of here. And I just have a little a little teaser here to, to kind of tee up what it is we're looking for with this prospect. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. <laughs> of course. Of course, with that drop, we are talking about Mr. Zay Flowers absolute stud um i don't get ahead of myself but i love the guy (laughs) so i think the cat's out of the bag there with mr zay flowers i mean let's be honest i've talked about it before matt knows my heart on this uh the drip factor so important when we're talking about these prospects it's not talked about enough we talk about routes and hands and all that's cool but what about the drip factor i mean the guy's got a Z in his name, Zay Flowers. His surname is Flowers. Here, listen to this. He is he has thirteen siblings. That is mind blowing to me. Like that in and of itself is that deserves a bit of a boost in the rookie draft rankings. But in all seriousness, he comes out of Boston College. He's a 22 year old senior, three star recruit, five foot nine, one hundred and eighty two pounds. So a little bit smaller, but a pretty thick dude five foot nine 182 um he set the boston college single season mark in receiving touchdowns for with 12 uh he tied the record for receptions in a season with 78 and he produced the third most receiving yards in a single season for boston college with 1077 so he was named a semi-finalist for the blitnikoff award of course this is the blitnikoff award watch list <laughs> podcast and he was a two-way player in high school so it means he played offense and defense so he played all four years at Boston College, which is in the ACC, which is a good, not great conference. So I appreciate that. Looking at his last sort of two years of production there. So 2021 as a junior, he played in 12 games, 44 receptions, 746 yards, 17 yards per reception, which is pretty awesome. Five touchdowns. He also had seven rush attempts. So similar to Pukunakua and a couple of these other guys, maybe he's actually got rush attempts that are calculated into his stats. Um, he was used out of the backfield, which again, you love to see. He finished best, saved the best for last, much like this podcast. He played in 12 games in 2022, had 78 receptions, 1,077 receiving yards, 13.8 yards per reception. So the yards per reception did come down a bit. Um, He did have 12 touchdowns, 12 rush attempts for 40 yards, 3.3 yards per reception, or sorry, per attempt. Um, But yeah, so those are some of the stats, facts, and figures about Mr. Flowers. Um, So what do we think, Matt? And mind you, watch your P's and Q's. Let's not not fall out let's not um let's not have fisticuffs at dawn here but no seriously what are your thoughts on zay do you like the guy do you not like him where do you come down as from like an analytics perspective 
Yeah, I was going to put a disclaimer out that Evan kind of held me at gunpoint saying I had to say all nice things about Zay Flowers or I'd never be invited back on the podcast. He wouldn't have a drink with me at UKFCC. So, um, yeah. All true, all true. <laughs> but thankfully, Evan, you didn't need to threaten me with those kind of um, those kind of threats because I do actually really like Zay Flowers as well. Now, I know he's on that smaller side, like you mentioned, at 5'9", but you did also mention he is um 182 pounds so a little bit thicker so that just gives me that little bit more confidence in him in terms of his, his size we know that he's a, a really solid athlete he ran a 442 at the in his 40 and um, which tied ninth amongst the, the wide receivers um looking at his, his college dominator rating so again that's the, the 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 rating of the percentage of the amount of of receiving yards that that he contributes to his team um, 46.7%, which is 94th percentile. So that is, again, something that really stands out to me. Again, not the, the biggest of school in Boston College, but you just go show that he was a key part of, of this offense. And you've always got to, to be excited about that. Whenever you see that um, from a from a, a prospect, that's always a, a good indication of something that this is a guy that, that the offense wanted to use him as much as possible. And he was rewarding them with with that kind of production. So overall, somebody I'm, I'm really excited about. I think when I looked at him from a, a film standpoint, I'd say he's a really well-rounded wide receiver. There's not many things that I don't like about him. There's not many things I'd say he's not good at that. He, he's, his route running is really good. He's got that yard after, uh, yards after catch ability. He's got that ability to be used in, in the rushing game, like you mentioned, Evan. He's really versatile, can be used all over the field. So there's not many things that I, I could say that I dislike about Zay Flowers. Literally, the only thing is that size has been that little bit of a concern. But when you've got all the tools to, to be able to do everything, that kind of just puts my, my concerns at ease a little bit. Um, and as I said, he's really well-rounded. Maybe I'd say that he's not elite at a lot of things. I think he's really good at a lot of things. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a knock, to be honest on him. I think if you are able to to do a lot of things really well, then you're going to get used in the NFL. NFL teams are going to fall in your love with you because you can be used in, in a variety of ways. And from fantasy, uh, from a fantasy standpoint, it's hard not to get excited by that, knowing that an NFL team is going to, going to pick this player up and, and be able to use him in a variety of ways. Um, yeah, I think Zay Flowers is going to be a really good um, fantasy player for, for us in fantasy, somebody that I'll be trying to, to draft in a lot of places. I've clearly got a lot of competition on my hands with you, Evan, in, in our draft. I might be might be having to, to reach to get him in, in our draft, but um, in, in any other draft, yeah, he's, he's a guy that I'm, I'm really excited about. It's going to be, again, really interesting to see how NFL teams do view him, how well he does go in the NFL draft, but I'm quietly confident that he's at least going to get day two draft capital, which... For a wide receiver, I think that's pretty solid and landing spot's going to play a big part in it, but getting a solid draft capital is going to be key. Yeah, I I absolutely love Z Flowers. <laughs> like I have, there's a couple more receivers I want to check and all the scores aren't finalized. I'll let out my final sort of pre-draft rankings about a week before the draft. But honestly, I would say he's probably like a top three or four wide receiver for me in this class. Mm-hmm. Like that's how high I am on him. Um, I, I, I think you jokingly said... I think it was Puka Kua or something that you jokingly said was like, oh, he's like the Debo in this. Mm-hmm. I, if I had to compare a receiver in this class to Debo, it would probably be Zay Flowers. I'd probably call him like Dollar Store Debo um, because he he he's not as thick. Like Debo was mm-hmm. what, like 212 pounds or 214 pounds mm-hmm. or something. He really had like a running, bo- running backs build for a wide receiver. So he's not that, unfortunately. I wish he was. If he was, I'd be like, he's the 101. <laughs> but um, no, he, he does, man. He's awesome out of the backfield. He has, I think... Again, I'm not. I don't have all my scores right in front of me, but I'm pretty confident he has my best um, grade for yak out of all the wide receivers in this class. Um, he he's 
electric with the ball in his hands. The thing that I love about him, so again, we talked about it with Xavier Hutchinson. We talked about with Puka Nakua. Some of my knocks on them were, yeah, it's great that they can do out of the backfield, end arounds, things like that. That's awesome. I do love that. But I also have concerns about their separation, concerns about their down the field stuff. I don't have that with Zay Flowers. The awesome thing about Zay Flowers is that you saw him win sort of at all three levels of the field. You saw him get the ball out of the backfield as a running back or on these little sweeps, end arounds, and dominate that way. But you also saw him stretch the field and go deep and like track the ball adjust. He had some beautiful, amazing sort of just adjustments and like contorting his body. And like, you know what I mean? Like just, you're like, that's, that's what I want to see out of my wide receivers. You know, I want to see a guy who finds a way to make that catch, you know, even when he shouldn't sort of like, you know, you see some of those with like Josh Downs. I really like Josh Downs a lot and stuff like that as well. You see those like, wow, I didn't think he was going to come down with that. He didn't seem like he should have come down with that, but he did. I love Zay Flowers. Absolutely sharp and sudden with his routes and his adjustments. Um, he doesn't use his pure hands as much as I would like. Again, there's some of those sort of funnel catches. They're not pure body catches, but it's kind of like he like holds his arm, like funnels the ball into his body a little bit, like on his deeper routes or his crossers and things like that. Don't love that, but I do see some really nice hand catches as well. So that allays some of my fears and concerns. Saw a couple of really nice where he just dug the ball out of the ground practically, you know, just really adjusting to it. Um, and again, used all over wide out slot backfield. He did have some ball concerns as far as security, like a couple of drops and things like that, but that can be said of a lot of the receivers. And again, just having drops doesn't really concern me when I see you winning or dominating in lots of different areas. If it's like, I can't see elite athleticism, athleticism, I can't see great separation, I can't see this, and I see drops, that's just like, man, that's just another nail in the coffin for me. Um, But again, like I said, I kind of balance that. You see some ball concerns um, with like some drops or some, you know, fumbling or something at times, but then you also saw the other side of it with some really nice adjustments, some really difficult catches, some really nice hands catches, just a really exciting playmaker with the ball in his hands. Like somebody that I feel like at the end of the day, once landing spot and draft capital and a lot of stuff, I would be surprised if he's not like a first round rookie draft pick, you know, yeah. like an automatic first round pick for everybody. So I don't know you're going to be able to get a discount on him. I don't think you're going to be able to unfortunately get him in the second, early second round or anything like that. But Honestly, I'd be happy to take him in the first round based on what I'm seeing on tape. If, as long as the NFL agrees with me, you know, and he goes in the second or third round, um, you know, I, I don't think he'll go in the first round. That would be crazy. Like I would feel about him the way you were <laughs> feeling about like Mr. Rasheed Rice. If he goes in the first round, I'd be like, woo, <laughs> like, you know, like trade up. <laughs> I've got to get Zay Flowers. Um, so I absolutely love the guy. Big, big fan of Mr. Flowers. And um, yeah, I, I just think that he has a really exciting future because there's so many different ways that he wins. It's not just his route running. It's not just his um, rushing or his yak. But yak is such a massive thing. Mm-hmm. We saw what Debo you know, did when he's let loose in that area, man. He dominated. He was a top three or four wide receiver in the league, a lot of it down to his rushing. So I don't know that he's going to hit that sort of a ceiling. But I feel like I said, again, like I jokingly said, dollar store Debo, like he's somebody that you are going to, potentially get a really nice boost in the production out of his rushing potential touchdowns out of his yak and things like that just even if he's only getting five or six targets a game he may still be putting up pretty solid numbers for you and getting into the end zone because he definitely seems to be able to find a way to do that in a subpar offense i would say boston Mm -hmm. college is not this prolific offense with this amazing quarterback or anything so there you go folks we have covered off six prospects in total matt has done an amazing job as always big fan of matt and his work you should definitely go follow him if you are on twitter 
check him out over at Matt FF Dynasty. Check out his podcast, certainly, over at the Fantasy Wildcard with his lovely co-hosts, Kev and Ali. And uh, yeah, just make sure and get Matt some love. Tell him what a great job he did. Tell him how wrong he is about Puka Nakua. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt, do you have anything else to shout out? Anything else to plug? Anything else to mention before we go here? No, I think you, you've covered all bases there, Evan. I just want to say thanks for having me on. It's been a, a lot of fun. I mean, this is the, the Dynasty debates. So we have to have some disagreements. I mean, I couldn't just come on and agree with everything you were saying, Evan. So I had to throw some 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 shade towards your picks, and, and you did it back to me. So it's all good. It's all fair in in love and war. And, and as I say, we're we're good friends, Evan. So it's it's been a pleasure to, to come on, talk some football with you. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to be proven right about Puka Nakua. absolutely yes i will issue a formal apology on the podcast (laughs) if he ends up getting like second or third round draft capital um i'll be like you're right matt i will draft him ahead of you just to just to prove how 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 willing i am to admit that i was wrong so guys it's been an absolute pleasure talking wide receivers uh hopefully you've enjoyed it as much as i have if you have don't forget to subscribe to the dynasty debates leave a rating review if you'd be so kind it's absolutely free helps the show i appreciate it and keep it tuned to dynasty debates we've got some more prospects to talk about some mock drafts coming your way and we're going to get you ready for that rookie draft hopefully more than one rookie draft that you've got coming up and of course the nfl draft I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver ran, it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a Dynasty debate.